0: So, again, as we talk about uh, public drinking, it's uh, Alberta Matters Public Drinking. And uh, after three o'clock, going to talk with Dr. William Anselmi. He is a modern languages and cultural studies professor at the University of Alberta. An interesting take on it. He grew up in Italy and then moved to Canada uh, to go to university. So, I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts uh, on this topic. And if you want to weigh in, love to hear from you at 496 0063. You can give me a shout. That would be fantastic. Um... Okay, and uh, it's some of your texts coming in. I used to take a, a wine skin with sherry to the ski slope, sipping or taking nips to improve my turns. I wouldn't want to head off to a park without some... Uh, I wouldn't want to head off to a park without some beer. That's from uh, David this afternoon. Uh, yes, drinking should be allowed in public park and other spaces. Be responsible with common sense. Wine and cheese under the Eiffel Tower is... Romantic. Um, and how about this? Drew says simply, I agree with you and Gord. When in Germany, there are wine stands in the markets, there are beer tents in all the villages if an event is happening. People drink responsibly when they are treated like adults. They also have very strict rules regarding drinking and driving. Children are allowed in bars. Their society runs perfectly just as it should. That's from M. And you know, it was... Uh, a. <clears throat> interesting Uh, when I was uh, you know my my father's British and over the years i have been able to uh, go to uh, to a couple of trips to England with him and my family uh, joins clubs and in these clubs all ages are allowed so you bring your kid from the time that they were born and they 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 uh, they see uh, they see um, you know, parents dancing, having drinks, all of that sort of stuff. And I always thought it was really, really interesting um, that they were doing this and they were allowed to do this. And I just thought it was a really neat uh, feeling. And I, and I think a, a number of you feeling the exact same way about it. And Jason says it's actually pretty simple. Keep public intoxication illegal, but make public consumption legal. And that is very, very interesting. So as we continue this conversation this afternoon, i um, happy to talk with Maggie Barton-Baird, who um, is an Edmonton event planner. She is the, uh, the, the head, she is the boss behind MB & Company. She joins me this afternoon. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Taylor. I'm fantastic nice to hear from you sounds like you're you're out somewhere setting up something right now. I'm actually just working in a cafe right now and got the call and was like put me on let's do this let's talk. So when you when you hear this conversation about public drinking and the possibility of the rules around it changing in Alberta first off just on a personal level what are your thoughts?
1: I really agree with the um, person who was uh, messaging in earlier um, that you were just reading right before I came on Public intoxication is the problem, not drinking in public spaces. Um, that really resonates with me. Um, so I think as
0: on a personal human level, that's kind of where I'm at on that. So as an event planner, Maggie, um, you know, I'm hearing from a number of people who, you know, when they've traveled, you're, they're in Germany, they're here, they're wherever, and they're at events where alcohol is, um, you know, is free flowing, that sort of stuff. What do you think, what dynamic would that add to the work that you do?
1: now uh, getting public uh, special event licenses takes about three months um, and often we don't have all the details by the time Uh. we're three months out that we require for all of this and you know the ADLC is really wonderful in the fact that if you call and you're like I only have two weeks you know I'm in a bit of a bind they're often really willing to help out but it's a lot of steps you have to go through and a lot of information and sometimes you know as an event planner you're knocking your head against the wall going why do we have to do this you know when I do an event in a bar in a community hall we don't have to do any of this stuff and i understand public oversight and that we need to make sure everyone's safe and everybody's set up for success but it often does hinder event events and i've even said to clients like don't go outside it's not worth the uh-huh. workload or In some cases, I say my fee actually has to be higher when you're doing a public license because I have to account for all these things and I have to bring staff in to do these things. So it definitely does add a really complex layer to events.
0: Do you think, though, um, and again, so drinking at public events is allowed providing the proper licenses are in place and depending on timelines, that can be a little tricky and whatnot. Um, Do you think, though, that there could be an added benefit to um, uh, drinking at some of the events?
1: if you do it properly and if you do it safely um and again going back to what i was saying about my personal opinion you know mm. public intoxication is the problem like you were talking about before people go in italy grow up and it's, and it's not really a big deal so you just see people casually drinking and we're not you know losing you know making anybody get in a fight or anything like that but i think people much like food um come <laughs> together over wine and yeah. beer and you know and, you know, especially people, um, you know, who have a bit of social anxiety, it gives them a nice piece to kind of relax. I like having things in my hands when I'm at events or else I'm like, <laughs> what do I do with all my limbs? Um, I need pockets. You know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And the other layer that's kind of a complex piece for events is when you do get a public... A special event license, you're often in the position where people can't go past a certain point, so really, like, ruins the guest experience. They did a golf tournament, Ladies on the Green, um, and we uh, we had a tent, and we weren't allowed to drink outside of the tent, so we had people, like, going up to people being like, stay in the tent, stay in the tent, and yeah. the guests are like, "Cool." are you? Like, yeah. What's
0: going on? Yeah, and, that, and you know what? Uh, you know, I've been to that. It's, it's such a fantastic event as well. So it's it's just, yeah, it can ruin, ruin the vibe of something uh, a little bit, can, Yeah, without a doubt. And your job is to make that vibe and make that setting. So I can understand how that could totally. be a challenge. Maggie, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And I needed you last year when I was planning my kid's wedding. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you in mind for the next one. Thank you for this. All the best. Have a great day. And take care. Maggie Barton-Baird, who is an Edmonton event planner. She's the owner, the lead uh, planner at MB and Company. So, again, um, in Alberta, in B.C., in Saskatchewan, you know, fairly similar, excuse me, fairly similar rules when it comes to drinking in public. Fines are a little different. the fine in Alberta for consuming alcohol right now in public, where it's not permitted, is 115 dollars, and the fine is the same for being intoxicated in public. Uh, one of the big, one of the big heavy hitters. Where is it here? Um, Manitoba. Manitoba has the heftiest fine in Canada for people caught with open liquor in a public place. That sits at 672 dollars. So some of your texts coming in this afternoon on this conversation. You know, I went to Japan this spring. Liquor sold in grocery and convenience stores, drinking in public is a okay. Being a drunk idiot is not. Everything was fine, and the Japanese were doing okay. Um, Yeah, we talked about this one. Uh, How many. You don't need alcohol to have fun, Texts are you getting? Not that many, actually, but there are a couple here. Walt just texted in and said, you know what? Alcohol should remain illegal in public. Our police and bylaw officers are busy enough as it is, don't need them wasting their time and our tax dollars by patrolling parks for people intoxicated. But again, do you you think that people are just going to go nuts and just go get schnockered in a public park, or are they going to be responsible as an adult Okay, well, Walt, I don't know how old you are. Maybe you're 40. Maybe you're my age. So you're 45, you're, you're 50 years old. Are you really thinking that if, if this gets approved that you're going to go down, you know, bring three bottles of wine and just tear one up? No, that's not what we're talking about here. And again, there are there are going to be people, yes, you do that. There are people like that, everywhere but this gives adults responsible adults the opportunity to go and just have a glass of wine with maybe a piece of brie and some crackers uh, watching the ducks float by and I think that sounds really nice now to be honest with you um, Probably one of the last things that you'd ever find me doing is bringing a bottle of wine to a park. It just doesn't interest me. I'd rather sit in my backyard and do the same thing. But if you're responsible about it, as a responsible adult, then why not. Um, Producer Brad has been busy down at Harlock Park this afternoon. He's talking to some folks down there. Hey Jay, down here at Horlock Park with Zoltan who's about to take his uh, dog Chewy for a walk. Zoltan, your thoughts on uh, public consumption?
2: Right. You know, I mean, yeah, like we've loosened a lot of things these days with marijuana and this and that. So yeah, as long as people are responsible with it, sure, why not? I mean, I was in in Europe there, in England in particular, you can go pub to pub with, with your beers and this and that. So yeah, totally down with that.
0: So you're out on a walk with your dog, I mean if you had the option and you knew you weren't going to get in any trouble, would you have a beer with you or a couple of beers with you?
2: Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind sipping on it as we stroll. Do you have any
0: concerns about things getting out of hand with that? Not with you specifically, but in general?
2: Well, that's it. I mean, I was in, uh, uh, in Holland there and sure i mean i saw a few people that were a bit out of control so it will happen i imagine but overall it was a positive experience yeah yeah yeah
0: do you think it's time for not just edmonton but much of canada to to try and adopt some of that european culture when it surrounds drinking
2: yeah, I would suspect. I mean, we're so repressed over here, aren't we? And and in, in Ontario, I hear they're trying to move uh, uh, liquor into convenience stores and this and that. So it's it's loosening up. Yeah.
0: That is Zoltan and Chewy and producer Brad down at Harleck Park this afternoon. A few more texts coming in before we go to our first break. Again, if you want to, if you want to talk to me, give me a call. Seriously, four nine six zero zero six three. I liked this one. My son lived in Switzerland for six months and traveled all over Europe while he was there. He said it was so much more dignified there. He was 22 at the time and his friends from all over the world had a great time. They could have a beer while sitting beside the lake or in a, in a park with a whole bunch of other folks and it was just awesome. And Mark says, good luck Edmonton trying to figure out public drinking. You've had over 100 years to get snow removal right with no success. So the city of Calgary has decided to postpone a pilot project that would allow booze at picnic sites. They've postponed it until 2020. The move was made to buy some time to discuss concerns over drunken behavior as well as drinking and driving. Joining me this afternoon is Laura Smith, a Calgary Parks Business and Policy Planner. Hi, Laura. Thanks for joining me. Hi. So tell us what's, uh, you know, uh, your thoughts on the postponement. Uh, Do you think it was a good move and, and something that, you know, we need to slow down, just take a look at things before we just say, okay, let's do this. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's um, we realized that uh, you know our, our, our response was kind of divided, about half half almost. That um, people weren't sure if they wanted this initiative, but whether they were for it or against it, um, everybody said. But how are you going to deal with all the calls about the drunken and the disorderly behavior? And just because something is new, we sort of expect there would be an increase in calls anyways. Mm-hmm. In fact, it could be you could get calls. Um, oh, somebody's drinking at a picnic table. It's completely legal. Maybe people. Don't know about it but either way we would have to respond to all these calls which um would be a resourcing issue so it's best to just uh take a step back and make sure we are able to um address all these calls before we just jump jump head in because if we do a pilot and when we do a pilot we want to set it up for success
0: yeah you know what laura i I stated a little bit earlier i i personally don't believe there's going to be a huge rush on of people going down to the picnic areas (laughs) and and drinking and and that sort of stuff just the same way as i I don't believe it was happened with cannabis you know in october that the, the whole the, the sky was going to fall but i do agree with having a plan put in place on how to deal with things like phone calls like calls to officers and i and i do agree 100 percent with with that my question for you is you know in your role um are you hearing about a want about a need for this to happen from the community um we first uh we first endeavored to take this on and, and look into it a bit further because we uh we did a, a
2: general survey on the parking pathways bylaw and we got quite a few unsolicited comments saying i want to be able to have a glass of wine with my picnic um or a beer with my burger kind of thing so that's why we we delved into it further but um the results really did show a 50 50 split so um or it was like 54 47 whatever um but yeah there's there's definitely an interest but
0: it's, it's not an overwhelming majority. Okay, so Laura, you know, you, you work with other stakeholders uh, in this project, and I mean, do you look at places like Montreal um, as, a, as a template uh, for this, or is it different because of really kind of the culture that's been there for so long? That's exactly right. Ah. So we did talk to officers in Montreal,
2: and I said, "Well, did you ever have a problem like when it was introduced?" And he said, "Well, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the beginning of time. So <laughs> it is a really different culture. It's hard to kind of compare ourselves to Montreal. However, we are going to take this break, sort of, um, also assess what's happening with the province, because yes. I'm sure, as you know, the province mm-hmm. is, is maybe going to look at some day sites. So maybe we can learn from them too."
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it was one of the things you know here, our Edmonton City Council saying, you know, why are we going to rush to do this let's see what the what the province does let's not double up on things let's see how this unfolds uh and 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 not necessarily a, a, in, a in a need to rush it laura i want to thank you for joining me this afternoon and offering your insight i appreciate it thank you very much have a great day yeah you too that's laura smith out of calgary this afternoon a calgary parks a business and policy planner um some of your texts, and I'll get to your phone calls here. Uh, I'm okay with easing the public drinking rules, but let's not fool ourselves that we're sophisticated Europeans sipping wine and nibbling brie. Look at the end zone after an Eskimo game, and you'll be shin-deep in plastic cups. We're louts. <laughs> Where's, what's Zoltan going to do with his empty when he's walking his dog? Toss it into the bush. We'll survive it, but let's not think we don't don't have a higher percentage of louts than the sophisticates. But here's the thing. If you're doing that, again, it comes back to being a responsible adult, and then putting your garbage away or taking it home with you, right? Uh, again, I, I don't think it's going to be a free for all. Someone said, uh, I was at a wedding on the weekend. You couldn't go out on the deck with almost choking to death uh, on pot smoke. And this one, the people that are going to abuse drinking in public already are doing it. The same rules would apply. Don't be a drunken idiot in public has always been the law and will continue to be that way. Randy's been holding for a long time here. Hi, Randy. Thank you for being patient hi how are you today good what do you th- what's your thought on this uh, topic well, 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 you know it's an interesting topic
2: it's, it's I mean we we all let's face it people well if you want to take booze in the park you do it exactly but I mean
1: we we've been drinking in parks
2: for years I'm a golfer and mm-hmm. what do you do when you golf exactly you drink, you drink beer and hey, yes there's people that abuse that on golf courses yep. as well Yeah, there's always
0: going to be people who abuse it, Randy, yes. Uh, Absolutely, and it's the same as golf. I mean, I like to play golf, and... Yes, you know, when my shots aren't going where they are, I need something. (laughs) We call it aiming juice. (laughs) Or don't care juice anymore. Yeah, don't care anymore. yeah, Who
2: cares? Who's looking at at the scorecard now, right? You know, so. (laughs) But but, I mean,
0: we've been drinking in parks, and those are gigantic parks with people swinging sticks and balls flying in airs for years. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Randy. No, you're right. It, it's just another. Uh, I, it's just another transition, I guess. It, it is. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Nice to hear from you. Okay, thank Take care. Take care. And uh, Don on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Don. Hi there. What do you used to? You were up in the Yukon at one point. Twenty-two years. Oh, okay. Did you drink in the parks uh, there, Don? You can drink. I tell you, I don't know if it changed much. But they used
2: to go in the hotel. People from outside come, go out and buy a case of beer and drink it on the fender of the car. Oh. Or else you could drink in the vehicle
0: as long as the driver wasn't drinking. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think that's a good idea. I think the rules might have changed a little bit uh, on that one. But so.
2: <laughs> I don't think the federal <laughs> law up there is not like this here. Okay. Done. And you could drink down along the Yukon
0: River and uh, without any problem, too. Thank you for the call. Great to hear from you, Don. I appreciate it. Uh, so, just to let you know here, Yukon, uh, drinking in public places is against the law in Yukon, uh, unless the liquor is purchased and consumed in uh, a licensed premises. The legal drinking age in Yukon is 19, and the fine in the Yukon for drinking in public is $200. Times change. Uh, 2.55 on the 6.30 Chad. Afternoon News. Uh, Jay, why do people constantly believe that they need laws to dictate what it means to be a decent person? Those who are louts will be louts regardless of laws. I love that word, louts. I'm going to start using that word more often, louts. Say it with me, Chedville, louts. Uh, 256. Uh, we'll take a break here for the three o'clock news. On the other side, we'll take a look at it from the European perspective. Uh, we'll talk with uh, Dr. William w- William Anselmi. Grew up in Italy. Now living in Alberta. Woo.